On today's show, the UAW scores a big victory in its attempt to organize VW's Tennessee plant. Lincoln aggressively prices the new Continental, and Volkswagen decides to squash the Beetle. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for April 14th of 2016. The UAW just won a big victory in its efforts to represent Volkswagen workers in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The National Labor Relations Board just rejected VW's appeal that skilled trades workers at the plant can't organize separately from other workers. The ruling means that the skilled trades workers can have a voice in labor decisions through work consoles, which are used in just about every VW factory outside of the U.S. to represent employees. But more importantly for the UAW, it opens the door for it to organize the whole plant. The NLRB sided with employees because the automaker failed to prove that both sets of workers would be better off represented together rather than separately. And speaking of Volkswagen, its most iconic model, the Beetle, will get axed at the end of 2018, according to Auto Forecast Solutions. Sales dropped off steeply in the last two years. In 2013, VW built 109,000 Beetles. Last year, it only built 64,000. Sales are primarily in the U.S. market. The current generation never really caught on elsewhere in the world. And in the U.S. market, two-door cars do not sell that well. Volkswagen will replace the Beetle at its assembly plant in Puebla, Mexico with the Tiguan. And as you all well know, VW needs more crossovers. We're all familiar with Apple and Google's forays into the auto industry, but Chinese tech firms are also interested in developing cars. Baidu, which operates China's largest search engine, recently announced plans to develop an autonomous car. And now Yuzu, which makes video games for mobile devices, wants to develop an electric car. Bloomberg reports that the company is close to finalizing a deal with a partner to build an electric SUV for sale in 2018. Yuzu is jumping into the auto industry now because it believes there will be a big market for video games and other entertainment to be used in autonomous cars in the future. And we'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Borg Warner, feel good about driving. Lincoln is getting aggressive with its pricing for the new Continental. The base premier model with a 3.7 liter V6 engine starts at $45,500, including destination charges. There are three trim levels above the premier. The two mid-range trims are called Select and Reserve, and then there's the top-of-the-line black label, which starts out at about $64,000. Those prices are well below Cadillac's new CT6 and more online with the Audi A6. Other options include a 2.7-liter EcoBoost V6, a 3-liter twin-turbo V6, and a host of safety and convenience packages. With every option box checked, the Continental can top out at over $82,000. Even so, this pricing is sure to turn a few heads. The question that remains is just how many heads will it turn? Apple's CarPlay seems to be showing up in every new car coming out, but there's still a problem. 
Once the iPhone is plugged into the USB port, it wants to act as the sole host device, preventing access to other devices. Well, Delphi has solved that problem with what it calls Dual Role Hub. The unit allows the car radio and iPhone to be recognized as host devices simultaneously. So users can have their personal content replicated in the vehicle while also allowing other passengers to use their content at the same time from a different device. Others offer similar devices, but Delphi says those are expensive, have limited functions, and take up a lot more space. And automakers seem to be taking notice. Delphi is the sole source of media module hubs in every mid and high level infotainment system for GM globally for model year 2015, and says it will be in more than 40% of all GM, Ford, and Chrysler products globally next year. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours later today. We'll have the chief engineer of the all-new Toyota Mirai, so if you have any questions about that car, send them to viewer mail at autoline.tv. Then join us at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for some of the best insider discussion in the business. And coming up next, a couple of suppliers show off their solutions for lightweighting and searching for a parking space. Back in February, we showed you how supplier Forcia is working on lightweighting exhaust systems, and here's another solution from the company. This time around, it's aiming to reduce the size of mufflers with an adaptive valve. It's a self-adjusting valve located just in front of the muffler that's activated by the flow of exhaust gas. It reduces low-frequency exhaust noises at idle and cruising speeds, and can even imitate the sound of sport vehicles when the engine is turning at high RPM. At idle, Forcia says the customer may not even realize the engine is running. With the adaptive valve, total muffler, muffler weight can be cut in half. And in other supplier news, Bosch is looking to simplify the way we park. One way is to install occupancy sensors in parking lots or garages to detect and report empty spaces. The other is to use sensors located on other cars out on the road to search for parking spots on the street. This information is then combined in the Bosch IoT cloud to generate digital maps of parking spaces, so drivers can use their smartphone or navigation system to find an open spot near them. Not only could this reduce traffic, but it would also cut down on fuel consumption and emissions. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow for the latest news in the global automotive industry.